You're listening to Scaling Up Services, where we speak with entrepreneurs, authors, business experts, and thought leaders to give you the knowledge and insights you need to scale your service-based business faster and easier. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeld. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Scaling Up Services. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Angela Yeh, and she is founder of Yay Ideology. She's also founder of Thrive by Design, uh, which is an executive coaching program. We're going to learn more about her and her programs. I'm excited about this. Angela deals with this phenomenally interesting space of innovation uh, and creative services. And so I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. I think this is a really interesting angle to the service sector. So with that, Angela, welcome to the program. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, yeah, I have to say, just listening to your podcast, by the way, there's so much that so many entrepreneurs can learn from startups to very seasoned businesses. And in fact, I've turned a lot of people, business owners on to this. So really excited that you've built this and yeah. have me on it. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So let's, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about your um, just kind of professional background, how you got into innovation, how you got into creative services. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the business and experience you've had actually running, founding and running a service company. So what's the backstory? Absolutely. My undergraduate was in psychology. And, uh, you know, going there, I think I I saw a lot of people who were creating things. Back then, this is design at its early stages, right? People were designing products, just solving problems in machines, solving problems in systems. They were just beginning, right? And uh, spin forward to years later, I got into design, got into watching and seeing every aspect of the design industry beyond solving products to solving culture and systems and and got into it as a design director. At that point, I was recruiting people and noticed that there were a lot of professionals who had different skills. Let's just say that innovation today catch up to speed. There's so many different ways, just like medicine now has, you know, years ago you had the family doctor, right? One doctor who did everything. Now the space of, and, and when I say innovation, different people, let me tell you, that come from different backgrounds will call it design. Some people will call it strategy and some people will call it innovation. And it's vast. It's now as, there's so many subsectors, it's as vast as medicine where you have, you know, but uh, you have an oncology, you have, you know, uh, cardiologist, you have, you know, surgeons, right? You have yeah. all dermatology. It's amazing. So now in design, you have designers, professionals, innovators who can solve service businesses. They can solve products. They can solve cultural issues. We have professionals we know in this space that can work with cities to look at what's happening with their cities to, to see what's not working. So yeah. in this profession, it's fascinating. Well, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, so I, you know, it's interesting because I think, uh, I mean, I, yes, I agree. And I think I, I might even take it another step in that 
I think the whole kind of creative design world has undergone this this huge transformation just with digital technology. I mean, so I mean, it's like a whole, mm-hmm. um, you know, a whole new industry, a whole new kind of, you know, it's like I like your your medical analogy, you know, but it's mm-hmm. like taking medicine and saying understanding a bacteria, you know, all of a sudden comes into play and like it totally disrupts the way a whole yeah. profession works. But I think yeah. that you know, design professionals, um, you know, on the um, you know, from a creative point of view, have been you know very disrupted by this whole kind of digital technology. And I mean, both from uh, mm-hmm. the things that people are designing, you know, the whole kind of UX, uh, you know, user experience set of world has really come into existence the last twenty years. You know, as as the web and software, yeah. but also in how you work. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So let's talk about it. UX and UI, right? Every business today has to have a web presence, a mobile presence. Yeah. Not only that, there's a whole space now where it's customer experience. How are you going to engage with your customer, right? Yeah. And so it's really fascinating because this was, in fact, years ago, just a small subtext sector, and that's massive, right? But even in the space of UI, UX, one aspect of design and, and innovation, there's different aspects to that, right? Are you solving just the website and the interface yeah. Uh, maybe how you're housing and showcasing your services or your product or your culture or you know is it about how you're literally selling is it commerce how you're selling to your customer so in this space what's really interesting is when we meet businesses they first come to us and they say oh we need UI UX and mm-hmm. it's not just that they need it the question is where do they need it and in their business, right? Yeah. Could it be that they're starting something from scratch, right? Yeah. yeah. How do you? So how do you kind of assess that? Like when you get a call from a company who says, mm. "Hey, look, we're we're looking for uh, you know talented people in innovation or in design or creative mm-hmm. services or strategy, you know, design strategy." What is what is the process that you go through to really even understand? Mm you know, kind of what they even need or what, what they're asking for and does that what they're asking for are going to be successful? Does that fit right. where they are as a business? What's your process right. there? Well, it's interesting because you, it's a great question that you ask that. People, a lot of people come to us and they just give us, you know, they sit, yeah. start the conversation and say, oh, right, let's say, for instance, three different companies could be looking for a VP of UX, right? User yeah. experience. One client, when we listen to their problem, you know, it's understanding what the, the the subtlety of their problem and the structure of their problem, right? One could say we have a site, but we're not connecting with the customer. Another one could say, you know, we're we're realizing that it's our customer experience with the customer. Another one could be it is the commerce and building it. It's or it could be building a new product category, right? Each of these are different problems to solve. And based on the different types of problems, there will be a different kind of expert, a different kind of professional that would be right for leading, let's say, this initiative, right? This VP of UX depends on what the company's problems are. Yeah. It helps us understand what that type of talent would be, right? And it's it's interesting that you say this because almost every client comes to us with some similar generic form of job description initially, right? It's interesting. We've had one client yeah. where just with three different VP positions, they would use the same description. But then when we got into listening to the hiring team, the C-suite, you know, what what is the initiative for that department to find the right leader? Then you realize that, you know, with innovation, there's so many types of problems to solve. Well, let's say everybody, most people now come to us and they say, well, we have a UX problem. 
Mm-hmm. And then they, they could all say, yes, we have a product. In fact, right. Let's say they all have a product. And in fact, they could be three different companies in the same industry. Right. Let's say it's, I don't know, let's just say it's fintech. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. One client Thank could you. have fintech problems and they're just beginning. They're in fact, just in the level of what stage that product category is in. If they've never built one, then there's a different type of leader that would build researching innovation. That's a whole different expertise. Yeah. Do you find that there are some professionals, when you're looking at sort of the talent side, there's some professionals that are really good at kind of very early stage, kind of, you know, when you're kind of just doing research and trying to get a new product or a new, kind of develop a new product versus kind of the growth phase versus sort of maturing and optimization of those different people? Absolutely. And I love that you asked that question. So that's one way to analyze this, right? One of the the ways is where are you in the stage of this product line, right? Have you not even discovered what new category to build in? So there is a certain kind of talent that knows how to canvas the industry and just pioneer and start setting the ground. Like first, there's the stage of research, right? Is it design research? Is it Customer experience, analyzing the customer base, the market, right? Blue sky in some sense, right? Yeah. And then once you've decided, you've got clarity about what the market's like, what's missing, where your corporation stands, is it even viable for your corporation to segue to that space? Then there's a certain kind of talent that would then say, with all this, you know, actionable insights, all this data, let's decide where are we going next? What are we going to build? What What's the company capable of, right? How far do we want to go? One thing that we look at, we notice most companies say we want transformational innovation, right? But when you look at the way a company is structured, not every company is looking for full-on transformational innovation. Sometimes for some companies, it's incremental, but yet that could be incredibly viable in shifting and tweaking certain pieces of a business, right? Yeah. So yeah, there are, in one way to look at it, there are people who just research to say, where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. Another uh, category would be people who, you know, developed a strategy and they know now, okay, this is how we're going to build it. And then there's another level where it's about, you know, ideation, product development. Let's now build it. Let's now build out the structure of this business model. Let's look at and finesse the logistics, right? Because there's a lot to do. In yeah. fact, so many companies have ideas. So many, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. ideas <laughs> No, right? <laughs> Ideas are cheap. Yes. And in fact, there is now a trend where now businesses are realizing, you know, the, in the last 10 years, you've got so many companies, big corporations to small. It's all about building ideas. And now we've got enough traction and data to realize that building ideas is one thing. Now, how do you build the idea and make sure that you've got the whole system from the beginning to the end all worked out, right? Because a lot of businesses don't figure out how do we, here's some great insights, like we're going to build X. Yeah. They think it's that that simple, but there's a lot of components to that where if you don't understand the whole logistics of that whole process, that business model, uh, finessing the details, who are your street trade partners, right? Yeah. How are we going to structure this? How are we going to incentivize the customer base? You know, how do we build the team internally? I think that some, some of this that I've seen is, you know, the, the actual sort of service strategy or the design strategy ends up being so kind of multi-channel that it's, it's no longer just about, well, I'm going to drive someone to a website, they're going to go through a pro- they're right. going to go through an order, they're going to check out, they're going to get an email confirming it. You know, now it's, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be exposed to the brand via one social media, then I may go to a store, you know, then I may go to, then I may be at an event, you know, then I may, may get online and then I may, you know, see a sales associate for a purchase. And, you know, it, it's so kind of multi-touch point, multi-channel now. You know, th- mm-hmm. thinking through 
kind of that high level strategy and figuring out who my kind of personas or who my target customers are and how they're going to interact, it does require a fairly multifaceted professional, or at least, you know, for the complicated businesses. It does. And different professionals understand different aspects of it too, right? So beyond just the first stage, let's say, of research and then establishing some strategy and then, you know, ideation or, or product, developing the design of the product, and then not even the produ- product development and the production piece of it, there are different aspects where there are some innovation leaders who understand maybe internal challenges as well as customer base, as well as logistics. There are different customers that may understand different markets. Maybe some innovation specialists understand the fintech space versus the CPG. And then some that understand across that just enterprise scale business, right? There are certain types of professionals that understand building it at an enterprise level, a massive, we're talking major, massive corporations. Mm-hmm. That's like moving a massive cruise liner, right? Yeah. How do you shift the, a piece of that to go forage <laughs> and yeah. buy new business? Do you find that the um, that, that talent is kind of divided into these categories of kind of good, general, abstract, creative, strategic thinkers that can kind of th- think think across channel, across technology, and you know even if new technologies also sort of pop into the mix, they're able to kind of figure them out, digest them, and work them in the model. So you've got kind of the, mm-hmm. the generalist, strategic, high-level thinkers, and then these more kind of domain technology focused, you know, Uber experts where they, you know, they know how to really kind of work, uh, you know, social media or, or mm. you know, a particular type of transaction or type, mm-hmm. type of environment. Is this, do you find there's these different types or how does the talent market break down? It's interesting. It's, you know what, so on the talent side, so let me just say that I founded two businesses through recruitment. And I, and I was a designer for about 10 years before I got to be a recruiter mm-hmm. and then built a recruitment business around this because in this space of design, strategy, innovation, it's really hard for businesses to align with talent. And I think that there's a disconnect, right? Yeah. So there's, let me just turn to the talent and talk about them so that employers can understand how do you, how do you decide, how do you invest? What kind of experts do you bring in, right? Um, In this space, it is very much driven by what people are drawn to, their own experiences. And everybody has a different type of, let's say, combination of optics. You know, if you go to the eye doctor, you know, some people can see broad picture, you know, you put in those different lenses, right? Everybody has not just, you know, when we talked about different design leaders, let's say, they all have a certain range of broad vision across systems, across talent, internally, across understanding a certain market. Some of them will under, some leaders understand enterprise scale challenges, but yeah. yet they may understand digital, right? So then there's that combination. And they can jump, by the way. There are some phenomenal leaders who can all of a sudden work in the CPG, you know, consumer product packaging space, right? Mm-hmm. To all of a sudden solving that a different problem in the finance, digital space. There are different leaders who can understand enterprise scale. How do you build innovation on that level, but also can understand startup scale. It's, yeah. it's uh, you know, it's, you can't, the, the problem with this is, and there's so many softwares out there now that profess to solve identifying talent. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. can't, you just, there's no way in that this is the biggest problem right now. There's so many talented people out there not seen through these software systems, right? Yeah. Because when you look at innovation, we could have, a, you know, the type of optics each type of visionary leader has yeah. or, you know, type of talent 
would have. That someone could be really great at understanding digital services and understanding those problems on a grand scale, but they could also turn around and understand how that problem affects customer engagement right at that point of meeting the customer. But then also they they could understand the challenges of a product, right? Yeah. Some people can understand very broad scale. So there isn't, you know, you can't just say someone who understands big picture thinking mm-hmm. across the whole spectrum of what a business has to analyze. Some people are really great at that, but they can also dive in deep. Yeah. And some people stay high level, right? It's interesting. So you mentioned this this issue that, you know, the software systems, kind of the talent software systems, recruiting systems, or the, you know, all the all the different kind of sites and, and AI and everything that now people are applying to trying to find you know, scrub resumes and LinkedIn and things like that to find mm-hmm. talent and then acquire talent. So where where do these things not work or where where do they fall short in terms of really being able to identify sort of innovation professionals and you know when when you're kind of looking at recruiting or looking at uh, you know finding talent mm. where, where do the systems not work and where does you know working with someone like you really kind of add a lot of value I think that people forget that business is human business is built around teams of individuals right yeah and teams of individuals it affects how they develop you know okay here's a wonderful analogy chiver watch you know when you watch bands right yeah. musical bands and you know those historical bands like genesis right with phil mm-hmm. collins right you have different musicians that come in you can hear here's a perfect analogy you can hear when the teams of musicians when the group of musicians are so in sync they could be incredibly talented but if they don't culturally connect you can hear the disconnect right you can hear the style the pacing different you can hear that so what business it's much more complex because think about it's not just five people right it's hundreds of people and how they build innovation together there's an absolute human component to it i can literally have three corporations come to me with almost the, the identical specs of what they look for in fact it's happened where in one enterprise one massive corporation we've had different departments same you know same title but based on their team based on the leader um, what the corporate, you know, the the CEO, the C-suite, the head of that, let's say within these three divisions, actually, let's look at the hiring manager, right? What does each hiring manager want? What are they looking for? So if you're a business owner, same thing. What is it that you need for talent, right? Is very much based on who you are, what you're, you know, what's going to grow under you, who's going to support your vision best. So this ties in, there's a combination here of, people, right? Who are, who's the owner? Who's yeah. the hiring manager? And what is it? What is your strength? What is your weakness? What is your passion? And aligning the right kind of person underneath that hiring manager to support them for them to grow and scale. Yeah. What? So when you when you work with a, a company that's looking to bring on new talent, I mean, how do you deal or how do you kind of understand or strategize around that kind of team aspect? I mean, I like the band analogy and, you know, mm. there's very much a synergy between the folks that, that are there. If, you know, if, if someone, if someone calls you saying, Hey, look, I'm looking for a new lead guitarist. Like what's your process for, for figuring <laughs> out, uh, yeah. you know, who would make a great, yeah. you know, yeah. up beyond just the technical skills. I mean, you could, well, I, I see you can kind of map out the, 
the technical assessment, how do you deal with the more cultural aspect? We have to listen to the, where they want to go, right? So again, everybody says, wow, we want this to be amazing. When you realize what are they looking to adjust? Because what a lot of business owners are, you know, so we, we place talent in agencies, we place talent in big corporations. And when we analyze what that company needs, we think about really how far do they really need to go? Hmm. How far do they want, or how far do they want to go? You know, re- it's relative. Again, you know, what they want to achieve is relative, right? And for some companies, transformation could be adjusting a subtlety to to a sound, right? Adding something else to the product line where maybe they have different businesses, they have a service business or whether they have a product business. Is it a massive shift that they're looking for? And with that massive shift, there's a great deal of investment, not just in bringing in that person on board, but in changing your company culture, the structure of the business, you know, how are you going to, it costs money to change, right? To innovate. And in fact, most businesses we find, they profess to want innovation, (laughs) but maybe the cost of innovation really is more than what they're willing to do, right? Basically, we all want change, but to change is harder, right? Than you think, wait, I'm going to have to retrain, train all my, you know, Maybe I have to change out half of my product development team, or do I have to retrain my salespeople if I'm going to develop a higher quality product and service to a client, to a customer base? Do I have to retrain my sales team, my mm-hmm. engagement team, my finance team? Because at every point, they're going to be meeting up with my customer, right? Yeah. If we're going to build a different product. People don't realize how it affects every stage of the business, right? Do you ever find that, uh, you know, as you start, you know, consulting with a client or you start working with them on their kind of talent strategy or, or figuring out how to solve their talent needs, that they're saying one thing, but in terms of, you know, what, what you're assessing, <laughs> they're capable of doing, and, and you kind of have to say, yeah. look, I think we need to rethink this or, or yeah. advising yeah. them on just even how much mm-hmm. they should bite off on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we'll talk about, we'll follow their lead and we'll say, okay, great. You want to go this far. And then we'll educate them on what's needed. You know, a lot of times companies will say, we want one individual, but if they really want to, and they're ready to push innovation, you know, and really find blue sky and build a new business. And in fact, they all want to do this within a year, right? They all want to identify new avenues of business, you know, build the structure of it and start filling it in and start, start selling the product immediately. Whether it's a service, whether it's a product, whether it's changing culture, right? It's not always possible. In order to do that, there's a lot you have to get ready, right? will you know indicate what's needed outside of just finding that right individual and we look to see how ready they are to do it right yeah. are they really do they have you know is the you know is their money where their mouth is right where are they really ready to build it yeah. outside of just finding that one person and it's interesting we've seen so many different companies invest in innovation we've seen different ways that companies build it in it takes time because there are different experts out there that can speak the language that that owner can or that hiring manager, that corporation can understand. Sometimes they do need to see it again and again. Being in this business for more than 15 years now, we've seen companies go through phases of trying innovation. Well, so I was going to say, I think I'm just drawing some parallels to my experiences in technology when so I started in the, the lean, agile software development space. And so Mm. Um, early, early in the kind of adoption of lean by the technology industry, you know, a lot of companies were were coming at us saying, "Hey, we want to we want to build a you know a, a super lean, super agile team. 
you know, go you know, find us a bunch of folks that we can, uh, you know, bring into the company. And, mm. you know, we, we look at them and say, look, you, you are probably the least lean agile company. And the fact is, is, you know, you don't have a culture that's going to attract those kind of folks. So even if we can find really exceptional professionals, you know, leaders in the lean agile space, you, they're just not interested in working in a context that you're in because, and it's not, you know, it's, oh, they, they want to yes. be, be in, they want to be surrounded by other really kind of lean forward thinking uh, businesses. And if you're kind of stuck, you know, 20 years ago in terms of how things operate, you know, so there's almost like before you even talk about bringing up yes. talent, you need to kind of re, re kind of almost reconfigure, redesign the, the culture and the how, you know, the operations and reporting structures and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, oftentimes yeah. I found on, on, on tech that, you know, it, they'd start with this kind of talent issue and it would really become a cultural operations issue. Like we needed to update the, yes. the culture before we could even upgrade talent. So I think, you know, from similar challenges in your space, Bruce, absolutely right. Companies, I think what we're starting to find out now when we look at companies, it doesn't matter, by the way, this issue affects every size yeah. of business, whether you're a small business to a mid-sized corporation or a couple million to billion-dollar businesses, huge enterprise scale, right? What you're, you're keying in on there right there is that, again, culture is key. Culture and making sure that how you've built this corporation, the way it's functioning, that it's ready to take on, on building something better, right? Let, let, let's talk about that. We have a lot of companies that come to us, and when we look at really what they're offering, let, let's say in the space of innovation, there's certain things that you need to know about how you need to support it. And this is one of those challenging spaces, I will tell you, where almost just as many of the employers, you know the show, I'm going to laugh, you're going to laugh about this. You know that? Did you ever watch that reality show, Millionaire Matchmaker? Oh, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. <laughs> So the premise of this is someone's got millions of dollars. They think they're amazing. They're going to find the, you know, the woman of their dreams, right? Yeah. And the expert, the, the matchmaker, she turns to them and says, look, just because you've made it in one way doesn't yeah. mean that you're perfect yet. There are other things you need to do to be eligible for someone, right? And so the same thing with business. Whether it's how big you are, how much revenue you've made, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily ready for a certain type of innovation. Because when we do bring in innovation leaders to the table, especially people who have proven themselves, they have moved mountains, they have transformed corporations, right? They've built avenues of business for companies at millions and millions of dollars. And for them to do this again, they need to have a corporation that's ready and they need to have a company that's ready. And, and by the way, this is a space where this has always been an issue, but this is not isolated to just innovation. For any business to bring on quality talent of any space, the people who are really clear, who are really visionary, and they have a method, let's say in some res they're high experts, right? Yeah. For them to pull together an orchestration of different teams and people, internal resources, external, understand the technical logistics, the cultural challenges, you know, business model issues, right? There's a lot. There's a lot of components there. It's very complex, right, yeah. what they can solve. For them to do this, they're going to go back and scrutinize the employer, the corporation that wants this kind of change. And this is the thing that we find that we've got to prepare a lot of employers and corporations for is, are you are you ready? Because these are the questions you're going to get kicked back, right? Yeah. Well, and I think we've seen it. I mean, sorry, I've certainly seen it in technology where, you know, some a company that really wants to change, they hire, you know, some super successful 
you know, person in the field, they give them a senior role, and then mm -hmm. nine months later, that person's leaving because, you know, regardless of how right. big their ideas are, how, you know, mm -hmm. how much they want to kind of change things, if the organization, if the other, if the true leadership and the true culture of the organization is not really up for change, you know, it will, it will get very frustrating yeah. very quickly. So, and, and it's financially it can be a huge waste of time and money, but, you know, more importantly, I think it's just unfortunate. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about something you are seeing now in particularly in enterprise scale corporations, you are seeing turnover faster and faster, right? I don't know how many times we hear from people in the industry and when we have a lot of people who talk to us and, and tell us what's going on, there are, you know, the C-suites changing in and out faster and faster. I think that there is a missed uh, direction of attention towards quarterly goals, you know what I mean? When you're looking at building a business, you do not you, you need to have your short-term goals, but I think corporations are now losing sight of the long-term goals and what it takes to really build true innovation, right? It, you have to really understand what it takes. I think that the metrics that you're using are too short-sighted. Mm. And as a result, you hear too many companies where the C-suite's being changed out too fast. In fact, on every level we see, you know, look at look at talent retention in general yeah. there are issues there now where you know it's if you look at people's career timelines most people are not staying in companies but in fact their retention is a challenge right yeah. people are it used to be 10 years right or 20 years yeah. way way back right now it's not even two years yeah. right people are changing out within years and and it, we're noticing that it's not because we work with both employers but we also in our executive coaching we work with talent it, we're talking high level people right yeah. and let me tell you that when we have those one-on-one -on -one conversations both the talent tells us we want to stay. I want to stay and grow and keep evolving this company because I want to build something. I want to make a lasting impression and change, real radically change, right? This company and improve it. And then the employers tell, turn to us and say, "We need this person to stay because they yeah. we've spent so much time for them to understand the inner workings of this business, and we now know how complicated business is, right? It takes time for someone to come and join this company to understand every aspect of what's holding them back. But yet, the crazy thing is there's this phenomenal trend where the turnover is so fast, right? Yeah. Retention is one of the biggest challenges. It is. And I think that it just there's a swing right now in business. There's this fascination with startups and new and just try all over again. But there is a piece of this where now we're finally seeing corporations that understand you need to spend time to invest in the long haul. Yeah. Um, it's, it's both business as well as on talent, as, as it is about understanding your culture and how it's evolving. Right. Yeah, ideology focuses on the company looking for talent. Um, talk to us a little bit more about Thrive, Thrive by Design, which is the executive. Mm. So this is working with the talent and developing their yeah. capabilities and their career. Tell us about that a little bit more and how you're working with the, uh, the talent side. Sure. So it actually began about 10 years ago. We had you know, all these top leading innovation leaders, yeah. directors, VPs, and we would see what they were capable of. And we would, uh, you know, explain this to the employer, but the, sometimes the candidate didn't know how to explain it. If I can, if I can see where someone needs to go and I could tell it to the employer and they can see it, that doesn't matter if the candidate doesn't see it, right? We once had someone who was phenomenal and famous, you know, the industry knew about him, he was lecturing, he was well known. We knew what he could be capable of next yeah. in changing for a company, right? And we would, you know, he went through to the client, he, he met with them. In fact, not just our client, 
this gentleman actually met with so many different companies and he couldn't see what he was capable of. Mm. He couldn't articulate it. And so that he, he got stuck. We have some people where they know where they want to go, but the businesses don't understand, you know, but not understanding exactly which direction they want to go in. Yeah. We have some leaders where they don't know if they want to build their own enterprise or if they want to work for a massive corporation or they want to switch industries. We're starting to see that now, you know, we're on the in a different way. Let's remember what we talked about how years ago we would talent would stay at a company 10, 20 years. Well, on the talent side, we now have so many choices, right? No longer are we shackled with having to stay in one narrow career. But now here's the challenge where we've got incredibly talented people, but there are too many choices, which direction you can pivot to, right? So now we are helping professionals realize where, what of their many gifts and are the most, you know, effective and where can it play best? And then how do you monetize on it? You know, so many people in this world still want to do, because there's so much self-awareness today, everybody wants to work on something that they are, you know, driven by, thrive on, mm-hmm. where they're not just taking home a paycheck. And we're helping executives and high-level professionals take it to the next level, right? Because okay. we, what, what people don't talk about is most people who pivot, they pivot and they a lot of people, yeah. if they don't have a strategy around it, yeah. they can pivot and they can fail. Yeah, there's a, there's a difference yeah. between uh, flailing and pivoting. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and then sometimes lot, they're confused. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things, we, we hear a lot of people who come to us say, you know, I wanted to diversify. Yeah. I decided I was going to go from UI UX to go into service design or understand building a corporation, you know, mm-hmm. operationally or logistics or, you know, whatever direction they choose to go in, they want to diversify. And a lot of times we find people have diversified in the wrong direction, get stuck in a different place, and they can't, a lot of times they talk about backtracking. Back isn't necessarily the right way either. Again, there's there's no system out there now that we found for a while. We we found that there were no solutions for people. We would send people. People out to different, you know, life coaches, career coaches, business coaches, and you know, for operations, we, you know, and and business models, we would turn them to you, by the way, right? <laughs> but if it was about finding their gift, yeah, you know, and where they could thrive, they would come back. We started to realize that we had to help them. It's been about ten years working with people privately, and we now have a proven method to help people quicken, speed that process of iteration. Because when you're in your 10, 20 years into your career, you cannot just, you know, when you're in college, you get to just randomly pick things, right? And when you're 10, 20 years in, you've got reputation, you've got status, you've got family, you've got mortgage. How do you pivot strategically and make sure that that next mountain that you kind of you know, that Tarzan, that rope that you swing over to, that analogy, most people, their challenge is, right, do I, if I switch to another mountain, you know, do I lose traction yeah. or can I swing even higher yeah, and keep exactly. and not lose momentum, right? Mm-hmm. That's, there's a method that we've developed that helps people pivot. Right. If people want to find out more about, um, either the work you do with companies and their talent strategy and mm. kind of talent um, acquisition or with right. Thrive by Design in terms of your coaching programs, what's the best way to get that information? For recruitment and for employers and companies that want to understand how to invest in talent, it's www.yayideology.com. So that's Y E H 
I-D-E-O-L-O-G-Y.com. Mm-hmm. And for our executives and professionals who want to pivot and really make that pivot successful within a year's time, that's www.thrivebydesign.today. Awesome. So it's Thrive by Design today. I'll make sure that both of those links are in show notes so people can click through and get that. Angela, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Great conversation. Uh, I think everyone here learned a lot. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Good luck to you and your programs. You've been listening to Scaling Up Services with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at scalingupservices.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at scalingupservices.com slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.